Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Jesus, we thank you that you are with us. And Father, we thank you that we can pause to listen to your voice speaking to our soul, your creation. That you have made us with great purpose and a plan. That you've given us life and the five senses to touch and feel and hear and taste and see that you are good. Father, we just ask that we would be found faithful. We thank you for your conviction. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for your forgiveness, for your healing, for your grace, your mercy, your goodness. We thank you because we can be still. We could be surrounded in your arms of love. We could be at a frantic pace, but still have our hearts be at peace because we are finding rest in you. So Jesus, for me, for our family, for our local church, for those in our community, for those in our extended family, may we choose to remain in your faithful arms of love. We thank you, God, and we thank you that you bless us and that you help us and that you're with us. This new year, may our eyes be continually open to focus in on who you are, what you desire, and may our courage come to respond in obedience to follow you. Not simply to say we believe, but to follow in actions and in truth to worship you. We thank you for loving us and calling us to a deeper and a higher purpose. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And uh, thank you for joining me in prayer. God certainly is good. And we are um, we're excited just to be with you today online. Instagram at Living Hope Wesleyan Church. Uh, Facebook page, church Facebook page, Twitter uh, at Hope for Vermont and YouTube, Living Hope Wesleyan Church. So you can find us everywhere, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Living Hope Wesleyan as well. And as we continue, how are you doing with your resolutions? I hate to call them resolutions, but maybe that's what they are. But you, if you need a redo, if you want to restart, you can because today, well, it's a new day and it's not based on previous commitments. It's on right now. What are you going to do? to make Jesus proud of you? Are you going to receive his grace and love and open that free gift and take on his strength and remain in him? This is a good resolution to have because we found in Acts 20.35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This is Luke writing, and I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. How this year will you make it more blessed to give than to receive? It's a great question. It's a good uh, opportunity for us to look at this year. Um, it is more blessed to give than to receive. How can we be a blessing to others by giving who he is? To us, you cannot give what you do not have. The character, integrity, who you are will be found out in two years. This is a recent study that was done. I probably should give uh, the person that I heard it from or the actual study name, 
but it is said that uh, there's two years that you can fake it, that you can be in a leadership position enough where people look to you and they think that you have great character, but as you spend time with them or they spend time with you or observe your actions, after two years, they realize what character do you have? It's not financial, more blessed to give than to receive. It's are you giving from yourself, from your own strength or from the forgiveness and the relationship that Jesus has with you, that you desire to grow in him? Romans 7, 14 and 15, it's kind of a review of uh, last week, but it was so good. I wanted to uh, preach it again in person with some uh, some changes, but also it's part two, part two of last week as we're in the second week of January 2022. I think that's appropriate, at least in my mind. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. For I am all too human, a slave to sin. The New Living Translation, the trouble is with me. The trouble is with me. Why is it with me? Well, I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Micah 6, 8. We want to do what is right. We live righteously. Love mercy. Live humbly with our God. Do what is right. Love mercy. Do uh, live humbly with our God. This is the desire that I have. This is what I want to do. This is what I believe is obedience to what scripture says, to who God is, what Jesus desires. If every Christian did what is right, not in his own eyes, but in the eyes of God, if they loved the mercy, if they were compassionate, if they shared empathy, and they walked humbly with their God, it would be a much better place. The Christian witness would be stronger, would be a unifier, would help people see that the goodness of God is in his love, through his grace and by our faith, we could be saved from our sins. If we would just live humbly with our God, if we would love mercy, if we would do what is right. But I really don't understand myself, for I don't do what I want to do. I do what I hate. Can you relate to that? I certainly can. And you can believe you are who he says you have become. Are we at that place yet? Do you believe you are who he says you have become? Do you believe in the way that has changed what you think so that you follow him? Believe you are who he says you have become as a Christian, as a follower of God. This is from Romans 12, 1 and 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Let me read that again, and hopefully you can see it behind me. Instagram, I apologize. It's still backwards. I can figure that out. I know how to do that, actually, now. So I'll make it right side, but you can watch on YouTube, Living Hope Wesleyan Church, Church Facebook page, or Twitter at Hope for Vermont. But let me read this again. Romans 12, 1 and 2, New Living Translation. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Because of all he has done for you, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And verse 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. 
Be transformed by the renewal of your mind, says the English Standard Version. Be transformed because you believe in your heart. So you allow God to change your mind so we can live differently. This is how we believe who God says we already are as a follower of him, as a disciple of Jesus. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect, the English Standard Version. Have you ever found yourself to be between a rock and a hard place? You want to do what's right, but you find it so difficult. I want to, but you are between a rock and a hard place. This sheep, this goat, I think it's the sheep behind me. It's certainly between a rock and a hard place. No, I did not take this picture. I probably stole it off uh, Google Images. So if uh, there's somebody I need to give credit to, then get the credit. This is not me. But have you ever found yourself between a rock and a hard place? I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it in a way. Romans 7.19, this is continues from last week, part two from last week. I don't do what I want to, I do what is wrong. Have you ever found yourself between a rock and a hard place? Let me tell you a story. This story I was reminded of by Chuck Swindoll. Insight for Living, I think it's insight.org, the website. Insight.org, the website. This was a few sermons ago. Chuck Swindoll was preaching. So if you don't like it, if you don't think it's appropriate, then blame uh, Chuck. He's he's quite the guy. Um, I love his uh, voice and I love his preaching style. And uh, he shares of of a gentleman on April 26, 2003, that was cannoneering, canyoneering. I think it's canyoneering. The Blue John Canyon in southeastern Utah. What does that mean? Well, it means you go through these crazy rock formations and you can rappel down or you can climb down. And this is what he was doing. And when he was down there, Aaron Ralston found himself trapped for 127 hours. That's over five days. And as Aaron Ralston was trapped, he sipped on the water that he had. And he had two burritos and uh, well, if all this comes out, he, he made it out. You can see me behind me. This is the rock that dislodged as he was going down um, that rock wall and it pinned his arm and he was stuck in trap for 127 hours. And he thought he was going to die. He didn't think he was going to make it. He um, drank his last bit of water. He actually had a video camera and he recorded his goodbyes. And then all of a sudden he realized that he could, he could live if he could break free from that rock. I, I kind of spoiled the ending because behind me it says he repelled 65 feet down and walked seven miles out before he was rescued four hours after breaking and amputating his own arm. Trapped for over five days. The story says, the report says that he could tell on that last day that his arm was beginning to decompose. He poked it with a multi-tool knife and then began to cut and he made a tourniquet until he got to the bone and there's no way this multi-tool could cut through the bone. The story says, he says it was not a name brand, but it was one that you get thrown in when you buy a $15 flashlight. 
You get a $15 flashlight, you get a free multi-tool. It was one of those that came with it. And so after 127 hours, five days, he saw his hand decomposing. He made a tourniquet because he was tired of being trapped because he did not want to die because he knew that there was still life to be lived. He had a dream and saw that he had a young boy playing with him and he only had one arm. Whether he was hallucinating, whether it was a vision, whatever it was, this took place. <coughs> Excuse me, and Aaron Ralston cut off his own arm and broke it so he could be set free. Rescued four hours later from breaking his own arm. They went back and it was an 800 pound choke stone, they called it. It took 13 men, a winch and a hydraulic jack to, to get that rock out. And for those that are curious, yeah, they um, took his arm, the remaining part, and they cremated it. And then they gave the ashes to Aaron, which he's still Still has. So it's pretty remarkable, but how do you break free? What are you willing to do? Romans 7, 24 and 25. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this that is dominated by sin and death? Oh, what a miserable person I am. Yes, I make uh, mixing metaphors or analogies, and I don't want to say that you have the strength in yourself to cut off the sin. Now, the only way that we can do that is through Jesus. So I wanted to talk about being pinned to the wall for over five days, so being so desperate that what are you willing to do to be set free? And what we are willing to do is more than God's asking us to do. He's just saying you need to believe, but we need to first realize we are a miserable person in our own strength. I can do nothing without him. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Romans 7, 25. Thank God. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin, a slave to sin. What does scripture say about that? Well, what are you prepared to do? This is from a movie, probably inappropriate as well. But so what are you prepared to do? Sean Connery. So you have to remember his voice. And he says, what are you prepared to do? They bring a knife to the fight. You need to take a gun. What are you prepared to do? Are you prepared to say, I can do it? I have enough gumption. I can live on. I can do it myself. I have enough friends. I have enough education. I have enough wisdom. Or do we say, I cannot do it. My best is bringing a knife to a gunfight. Uh, poor illustration, I know. And so we will move on from that. But what are you prepared to do? Are you prepared to continue in your own strength? Or are you prepared to understand the truth of Jesus? For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The wages of sin is death. You are stuck. You are uh, remaining against that wall pinned. It is not in your uh, cutting off your arm, but it's in your surrender to Jesus. It's surrendering to Jesus. Are you surrendering to the fact that God has something more? Because it is true, the wages of sin is death. This new year, you can try to be a good person. You can be kind, but if you are not understanding, you can only do what is right. You can only love mercy. 
You can only walk humbly with your God as you surrender and sacrifice your life to him and say, Jesus, come and save me, lead me, help me. I choose to follow you. I don't just want to believe in a higher power or a mystical supernatural thing, but I want to follow you based on scripture of who you are. Then you will be set free because the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, we find these words. This is certainly a uh, misunderstood verse. And as we um, look, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And we pause and we stop there and we're so excited. And it is so good. It is so refreshing to understand that God has a plan to prosper us, not to harm us, plans to give you a hope in a future. What is that hope in a future? That hope in a future is eternal life now that we understand with great urgency to lead others into his love and his forgiveness and Reminding that, yes, we are sinful people. We are lost. We are deserving of hell on earth and for all of eternity. But God's plan is that we could share his hope with others. Some of you are aware I work at Top Notch Resort one morning a week because, well, I worked at the golf course one morning a week during the summer and I got free golf. And that was awesome. And it also, and I really want you to know, and some of you are aware or would assume or hopefully believe that I've used that opportunity to be a witness to those in our community that come in. And it was great. So now I'm working at Top Notch one morning a week. And it's just been cool, not with the guests because they come from all over, but some of the coworkers just to share. Yeah, I'm a pastor. This is what we believe. You're invited. If you ever need anything, let us know. How can we help? God is for you and we want to be like God. So we want to be for you as well. And yesterday, um, I met a guest actually there from Tennessee, and she was just speaking. And after a bunch of events, she brought up, she went to Lipscomb University, and she said, it's a, it's a Christian university. And right there, I thought, oh, what an open door. And I um, shared that I was a pastor, and she gave me a hug. And her daughter married uh, a guy from China, and so maybe there was something that resonated right there. But it was so good to know that we had this common unity community, this common bond and the fact that we made Jesus savior of our life. And it was a great reminder that the plans he has for us to prosper us, not to harm us, is to give us a great hope that we are not alone. The future is that in eternity, we get to celebrate Jesus. That here on earth, we get to celebrate Jesus and help others come to know who he is. Verse 12 says, then you will call on me. And come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me, and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Call on him. Come to him. Pray to him. And I, Jesus says, he will listen to us. He will hear us. He will answer us. He is with us, Emmanuel. He will never leave us or forsake us. He is already with us. And Jesus said in John 8, 31 and 32. Jesus said to the people um, who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. If you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And you will know the truth and you will set, the truth will set you free. Let me back up and just say, 
for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. It is more blessed to give, to receive, to give that truth to others, that we would receive Jesus by faith through his grace, because of his grace, that we would make him known by doing what is right, by loving mercy and walking humbly with our God. We can know that he has plans to prosper us, not to harm us, as we understand those plans are for us to surrender to him, that he can use us to give to others. So many times when we find out somebody used you, it's like, oh, resentment, bitterness, frustration. They used me to be introduced to that person. They used me to get that but when God uses you, it's so humbling that Satan says, you don't deserve God to use you. Who are you? Look at your life. What have you done? Look at your sin. This is ridiculous. You are not worthy. And we can say, you are right. I am not. But I choose to be used of God. That's part of the plan for him to prosper us and not to harm us. So if you feel trapped, if you are in that position where and I want to do what is right, but I can't do it. Whether you're addicted, whether you're blinded, whether you just have poor self-control. Jesus said to the people who believe in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. Remain faithful to my teachings. Love Jesus. Accept him, embrace him. Remain in him. And then, as we remain in him, we can do what is right. We can love mercy, and we can walk humbly with our God. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth will set me free. And the 9 o'clock in person, we're going to close with Faithful Now, sung to us by Zach Stevenson. What an incredible, phenomenal song that is. There's no need to give up. There's no need to give in to being trapped to what will cause death. But we can allow Jesus to set us free, to be free, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. You, Lord Jesus, we say thank you that you love us enough to help us, to believe in us, so we do not have to stay where we are, or to look back at the lowest common denominator of our sin, but we can say you have set us free, we are changed, and we choose to live differently because you've changed our heart, you're transforming our mind, and our lives reflect you, who is not the same as we used to be. So, Father, we thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, one that always gives life, always gives hope, that you are our peace. May we find rest and knowing you. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for this new year. We thank you for these opportunities to love you, to serve others. May we be good stewards of all the time and energy and resources and talents that you've blessed us with and believe by following you that it is more blessed to give than to receive. We thank you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. As well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content. Have a great day.